Today, we're taking you back to history class. Since COVID-19 was officially declared a pandemic, you've probably often heard it compared to the 1918 influenza pandemic or the Spanish flu. Lasting nearly 36 months from the beginning of 1918 to the end of 1920, the flu infected 500 million people, about a third of the world's population, resulting in an estimated 20 million to 50 million deaths. While it seems safe to assume that the COVID-19 pandemic won't be nearly as fatal, looking back at history reveals just how similarly the world of the past and the world of the present have responded to our respective outbreaks. Ventura resident Cynthia Thompson has been digging into the past to learn about those similarities and what history can tell us about the present and maybe even the future. She shared some of her discoveries with Christina Pascucci. I believe that history is uh, today's tomorrow. Yes. And we learn from history and it's comforting to me. Um, take the vaccines that, you know, everything they're developing right now is based on the history of what they've done before. Right. So in every aspect, you know, you can learn what worked, what didn't, uh, did they survive? You know, how did they survive? Um, I just think it's fascinating. It is. Speaking of, let's talk Spanish flu and and the implications that has for what we're dealing with now. Um, yes. You you were telling me about what it was like, what the response was, at least for the city of Ventura, um, where yes. you, your expertise really um, lies. But what was it like? It was terrifying at first, um, I'm sure, according to the article that I sent you. Uh, they were in denial. Uh, they'd had a big carnival um, in town. The town was small, with only 3,800 people, where today we have about 120,000 people. And um, the first few cases, even doctors were dismissing them as anything to be concerned about. There wasn't a lot of national press about the Spanish flu. Uh, at that time, and that was their main source of media. But after people started getting sick constantly, um, it was obvious that something was wrong, and then it began reaching the news in the newspaper, and the community got to work. You know, they set up, as you saw in that article, emergency hospitals. They settled on two churches. Um, that became emergency hospitals. Uh, the ladies of the community volunteered as practical nurses. Uh, they even became phone answers and uh, runners for information. All the doctors pitched in. The schools were closed. Pool halls were closed. Everything was closed. And that's what I found so fascinating about it, was everything that they did 102 years ago is what we're doing now. And masks, wearing masks, was mandatory. In fact, it was so mandatory that they passed an ordinance that you could be arrested if you didn't wear a mask. Wow. And they made they made 30 arrests on I, you know the street. I mean, I'm not recommending that now, but I'm just saying the response was phenomenal and so similar to here. Mm -hmm. And it was it was interesting to me. I did a little research that you know, well, pandemics go back to biblical times, but even in the Black Plague in the 12th century, the bubonic plague, they somehow figured out that isolation was the key, you know, to to bending 
their curve, although they didn't have curves then. And um, they recommended and mandated that it be 40 days. And that's where the word quarantine comes from, because it's an Italian word meaning quattro or 40. And tina is days or time. And uh, so that's worked its way into the English language and all languages. And that's what quarantine means. And now it's very... Now it's like in our subconscious almost because we hear it so much these days. Yeah, you do. It is. And it's just, you know, they didn't know anything about germs the way that we do. We're so lucky to have the tech, the medical technology and expertise that we have now. Mm-hmm. Um, but they figured out, you know, if you stay away from other people, it, this thing will die down by its own. And the other thing is, um, they survived. I mean, it did wipe out most of the population uh, of Europe, and that was a terrible, terrible thing. But society as a whole survived, Mm -hmm. and they rebuilt their economies. You know, this is the 12th century we're talking about here. (laughs) So, you know, there's hope. I find hope and reflective perspective in history. Oh, you mean during the bubonic plague? I thought we were still talking plague, Spanish flu. Oh, we are. I mean, it's all it's all linked together, and right. it's all similar. And I found very great comfort in reading those articles that I sent to you on the Spanish flu in Ventura, because even though we were a tiny town, there they implemented the same exact measures that our society as a whole is doing now. Yeah. So you know that gave me. Um, confidence, I guess, that we're doing the right thing. It's not comfortable. It's not fun. We don't like it, but it's the right thing. It's the right thing to do. And it's really cool to read these articles. I'm looking at this one right now. Care of sick gets underway in good shape. It doesn't (laughs) sound interesting how they would write, but they were so specific, you know, like they really laid it out everything that was going on in the hospital. They say there's no decline in the flu epidemic here. 23 new cases were reported by physicians yesterday. Six were in the mound. What is the mound? The mound is uh, sort of the east end of Ventura. Okay. And it's literally on a mound. And um, it's, uh, you know, uh, was very agricultural at that time. So it was more sparsely populated. Now it's, you know, very populated we have a mound school and that sort of thing but it's a famous part of Ventura yeah yeah I just so it's the same thing that you would know of today so then it says up to eight o'clock last evening but three patients had been received at the emergency hospital I almost want to read this with an accent for some reason (laughs) I don't know why but um you know that's so fascinating to me that this is back then and the timeliness of it you know there it's it's so detailed, and you know this came out yes. early in the morning, so it, it has such a sense of urgency and, and yes. description, which is cool to see. It's priceless. It's priceless. The The archival newspapers are so important to me because you are there, yeah. you know, as it's happening. And uh, so I treasure them. These actually came from a family whose house I put on the National Register, the Gould House. It's the only green and green house here in Ventura. And they saved everything. I find that the generations of 100 years ago 
saved every scrap of paper that there was, and one of the members had made a scrapbook of 1917 and 1918 because it was the time of war. Mm -hmm. And um, so I'm looking at the actual 102-year-old newspaper clippings in this scrapbook and of course she documented the spanish flu and that's where that's where that came from yeah i'm also reading this other article where they made the church into the infirmary for the flu victims yes what do you think the biggest mistake they made back then was based on what you've read the same mistake we made now at first uh it it's denial Mm -hmm. you know not taking it seriously but how can you take it seriously if you don't know what it is right and i think that that's just a human tendency i don't think it's the fault of anybody it's just who wants to believe this stuff you know or that you have to take the measures that you do which are so drastic in order to control it because it truly is an invisible enemy. enemy. Yes, life or death. This last paragraph says, Thus ended a dramatic war experience in the town of Ventura, which numbered 3,800 inhabitants at that time. Through suffering and sharing, the citizens were brought closer together as they fought the enemy called flu, an invisible enemy that made a right. battleground of the town and took 29 lives. Correct. It's similar to today. You know, we're, we're in a sense, Very. we're getting closer. It's, it's bringing people... Um, well, they say you're either going to have the, uh, the coronavirus babies or divorces because you're either, yeah. you know, one way or the yeah. other. True. Um, it's, it's really human nature is human nature, even though we have all these advancements today. Well, I have to tell you that my two uh, takeaways from it all is that, first of all, the media is absolutely crucial. In a time like this, it is the way that you stay connected to life. Mm -hmm. Whether you agree with what they're saying or not is immaterial. It is the way that you stay connected. And that's how they stay connected was through the newspapers. The other thing that really struck me is that they didn't know what the end was going to be or when it was going to be. And there seems to be such an obsession right now as when is this going to be all over. We didn't know when World War II was going to be over. We didn't know it was going to last four years. And it's the same of every pandemic that's been in the future. There's there's no way of knowing. Mm -hmm. And so they had to practice societal self-discipline and patience. And that helps me every day when I'm feeling very fussed. That's why I take my walks and I'm documenting, you know, taking pictures of everything because I feel this is a very historic period. But I want to share it with people. You were talking about the length of of time. How long do you think this will last in terms of, you know, once it is over, how long will it take people to get back to normal in their minds? Well, first of all, it will be over because history teaches us that these things pass and they pass at their own pace and their own time um how long will it be i have no idea you know i think that we're doing everything that we're supposed to do we're supposed to isolate we're supposed to shelter in place we're supposed to wear masks um and just because of the the hypertensive way that we live in society now, it's very difficult for people to be patient. Uh-huh. And it's teaching us an old-fashioned discipline. And 
I also believe that, yes, it's very devastating to the economy, but the economy will rebuild itself. Um, you cannot get a, a lost life back. So um, that was part of your question. You had another question uh, well, within that question. Yeah, yeah. It's it's more not how long you think it'll last in terms of like, you know, when they'll start lifting things because right. that's anybody's guess. My question right. is more based on history. How long did it take them to mentally recuperate? You know, like were they in big gatherings three months? At, first of all, their, their lockdown was what, like 10 months? Yes, but the time period of the onslaught, the worst part, looks like it's only two and a half months. Okay. If it starts in October and it ends the end of December where the schools are opened again, mm-hmm. that's two and a half months. Now, there were lingering cases, obviously, after that, but that's when they were at the bottom of, um, you know, their curve, quote unquote. Um, it, it, it's, it's going to be slow too. recovery. It's like being very, very ill. Um, physically or having a heart attack or major surgery or whatever, you know, when you get to come home from the hospital, you don't jump out of bed and go running around the block. You have to build your strength back up and it has to be disciplined and gradual. I mean, we we really do have it better than they did because coronavirus isn't even nearly as deadly. It doesn't seem to be. And, um, you know, they had two things going on at the same time. World War One, which was which was beginning to be won at the time that this started in Ventura, and that was really the main focus of everybody. So, to have the um, Spanish flu come along was <laughs> just over the top. Yeah. And um, also, if you go online and you just Google Spanish flu and go to images. You will see hundreds of images of what they did, what it looked like, their emergency hospitals from all over the world. Um, They had curve charts also that were printed in the newspaper. Um, uh, You know, what what people look like with masks on. Uh, Fantastic images. Wow. And I I found that very comforting because... You know, hey, this is not so new. This is not so <laughs> right. strange. We're just very spoiled, you know? Yeah. So the problem with history is that we don't live long enough to remember what our mistakes were and, and our successes mm-hmm. as, a, as a human race. Because in today's immediate world, it doesn't exist unless you experienced it. It's just a story. Mm, such a and great point. Yeah, I mean, if we live two or three hundred years, we go, oh, yeah, I remember that. We came through it. You know, I got a little sick, but I was okay. What Aunt Mary died, and um, but that was very sad. But we did come through it, and they could tell you how they got back to business and all that stuff. So, um, you know, we don't. We just don't live that long to remember that stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> well, and that's a disadvantage. Thank you for sharing all of this. It's it's, oh, it's my pleasure. really puts it in perspective. I think in a way that that you know, we're so caught up in our day to day and what's in front of our eyes, but to reflect back on what's happened before us and those who have been through this before us, 
um, in a, a much less advantageous time, if you can say it that way, um, is, is helpful to see. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. I just want to close with history is yesterday's today and tomorrow. And so it's a continuing line. And that's why I feel we should check it out every once in a while. Make yourself feel better. For more information on this episode, be sure to visit us on the website, ktla.com slash coronavirusdaily. Plus, don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen, and leave us a five-star review while you're there. As always, you can get in touch with us on Instagram and Twitter at KTLA Podcasts, and you can find Christina on Twitter at Christina KTLA and on Instagram at Christina Pascucci. For more coronavirus content, including the latest up-to-the-minute headlines, visit KTLA.com or check the free KTLA News app. We'll have more Coronavirus Daily for you right here tomorrow. Thanks for listening.